Today is the fifth day of January. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you today. Day five, step five on the journey. We're getting moved in week one, just getting acclimated, finding our rhythm. And we will, if we can make it through this month, we have quite the chance of actually making it through this year. And so it's fine that we're finding our rhythm, taking our steps forward and allowing the scriptures to kind of unfold. These stories begin to unpack and all of a sudden there's stuff for us to pay attention to in our own lives. So great to be here with you today around the global campfire. Excited for the next step forward that will lead us back into the book of Genesis. And today we will read chapter 11, verse 1 through 13, verse 4. At one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia and settled there. They began saying to each other, Let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of stone, and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, Come. Let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come. Let's go down and confuse the people with different languages, and they won't be able to understand each other. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world, and they stopped building the city. That is why the city was called Babel, because that is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. In this way, he scattered them all over the world. This is the account of Shem's family. Two years after the great flood, when Shem was 100 years old, he became the father of Arphaxad. After the birth of Arphaxad, Shem lived another 500 years and had other sons and daughters. When Arphaxad was 35 years old, he became the father of Shelah. After the birth of Shelah, Arphaxad lived another 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Shelah was 30 years old, he became the father of Eber. After the birth of Eber, Shelah lived another 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Eber was 34 years old, he became the father of Peleg. After the birth of Peleg, Eber lived another 430 years and had other sons and daughters. When Peleg was 30 years old, he became the father of Ru. After the birth of Ru, Peleg lived another 209 years and had other sons and daughters. When Ru was 32 years old, he became the father of Surug. After the birth of Sarug, Ru lived another 207 years and had other sons and daughters. When Sarug was 30 years old, he became the father of Nahor. After the birth of Nahor, Sarug lived another 200 years and had other sons and daughters. When Nahor was 29 years old, he became the father of Terah. After the birth of Terah, Nahor lived another 119 years and had other sons and daughters. After Terah was 70 years old, he became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Aran. This is the account of Terah's family. 
Terah was the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran was the father of Lot. But Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans, the land of his birth, while his father Terah was still living. Meanwhile, Abram and Nahor both married. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. Milcah and her sister Iscah were daughters of Nahor's brother Haran, but Sarai was unable to become pregnant and had no children. One day, Terah took his son Abram, his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abram's wife, and his grandson Lot, his son Haran's child, and moved away from Ur of the Chaldeans. He was headed for the land of Canaan, but they stopped at Haran and settled there. Terah lived for 205 years and died while still in Haran. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran, and headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the Oak of Moray. At that time, the area was inhabited by Canaanites. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. After that, Abram traveled south and set up camp in the hill country with Bethel to the west and Ai to the east. There he built another altar and dedicated it to the Lord, and he worshipped the Lord. Then Abram continued traveling south by stages toward the Negev. At that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abram to go down to Egypt where he lived as a foreigner. As he was approaching the border of Egypt, Abram said to his wife, Sarai, Look, you are a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. Let's kill him, then we can have her. So please tell them you are my sister. Then they will spare my life and treat me well because of their interest in you. And sure enough, when Abram arrived in Egypt, everyone noticed Sarai's beauty. When the palace officials saw her, they sang her praises to Pharaoh, their king, and Sarai was taken into his palace. Then Pharaoh gave Abram many gifts because of her, sheep, goats, cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and camels. But the Lord sent terrible plagues upon Pharaoh and his household because of Sarai, Abram's wife. So Pharaoh summoned Abram and accused him sharply. What have you done to me? he demanded. Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? and allow me to take her as my wife. Now then, here is your wife. Take her and get out of here. Pharaoh ordered some of his men to escort them, and he sent Abram out of the country, along with his wife and all his possessions. 
So Abram left Egypt and traveled north into the Negev, along with his wife and lots and all they owned. Abram was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. From the Negev, they continued traveling by stages toward Bethel, and they pitched their tents between Bethel and Ai, where they had camped before. This was the same place where Abraham had built the altar, and there he worshipped the Lord again. Matthew 5, 1-26 One day as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. You are the salt of the earth. But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth. Until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that our ancestors were told, you must not murder. If you commit murder, you are subject to judgment. But I say, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. If you call someone an idiot, you are in danger of being brought before the courts. 
And if you curse someone, you are in danger of the fires of hell. So if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. When you are on the way to court with your adversary, settle your differences quickly. Otherwise, your accuser may hand you over to the judge who will hand you over to an officer and you will be thrown into prison. And if that happens, you surely won't be free again until you have paid the last penny. Psalm 5 For the choir director, a psalm of David to be accompanied by the flute. O Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my requests to you and wait expectantly. O God, you take no pleasure in wickedness. You cannot tolerate the sins of the wicked. Therefore the proud may not stand in your presence, for you hate all who do evil. You will destroy those who tell lies. The Lord detests murderers and deceivers. Because of your unfailing love, I can enter your house. I will worship at your temple with deepest awe. Lead me in the right path, O Lord, or my enemies will conquer me. Make your way plain for me to follow. My enemies cannot speak a truthful word. Their deepest desire is to destroy others. Their talk is foul, like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with flattery. O oh God, declare them guilty. Let them be caught in their own traps. Drive them away because of their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them, that all who love your name may be filled with joy. For you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround them with your shield of love. Proverbs 1, 24-28 I called you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered. So I will laugh when you are in trouble. I will mock when disaster overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster engulfs you like a cyclone and anguish and distress overwhelm you. When they cry for help, I will not answer. Though they anxiously search for me, they will not find me. Okay, so in Genesis today, we see people coming together with a cohesive plan to build a city in honor to themselves with a tower that reaches to the heavens and God intervenes. We were never meant to be a sovereign. We were never meant to be a God unto ourselves. We think that we're so self-sufficient, but if we actually look at the truth of our lives, we're very dependent. It's 
contrary to our true nature to be self-sufficient, we need each other. And we cannot get anywhere without an intimate connection to God. And so the plans were disrupted at Babel and the humans spread out across the earth. And then we flipped over into Matthew's gospel and, and we have encountered one of the fundamental foundational teachings of Jesus. This is known as the Sermon on the Mount. And in Matthew's gospel, it's, it's like a full sermon. We'll encounter it again in the gospel of Luke, but it's a shorter version. And so here we are at the Sermon on the Mount and it's a disruptive message. And we need to listen very close. I mean, because, because Jesus is laying out what we need to understand. The gospel is for people at the bottom, people who are poor in spirit, who are suffering and struggling, wondering where God is. It is a reminder, you are not unseen, you are not forgotten. It will not always be this way. Things will change. But there's a greater message. When it changes and you're not on the bottom anymore, don't forget what it's like to be there. So that we all learn that we are in this together. We have to take care of each other. And so if... If you are feeling poor in spirit, say, for example, today, then Jesus is saying, God blesses you who are poor in spirit. The kingdom of heaven is yours. Imagine that. What is poor in spirit? If you are low in spirit or have a deficit in your heart, in your spirit, what, what is that feeling like? It's like sadness, right? Or anxiousness, right? Or depression. And so many of us are walking through those things. God sees us. We should know that the kingdom of heaven is ours. We're realizing our need for God. And God will bless us. Imagine that. As we watch Jesus continue to teach the Sermon on the Mount in the coming days, and may we also heed the voice of wisdom that we read from today. I called to you so often, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered. Man, that's every single one of us. Right? That's me anyway. Maybe all you guys are, are very good in listening to the voice of wisdom, but that's me. And so I'm listening. This is a different day, though. This is a new day. Let's pay attention to where the Lord is leading us. Let's listen to the counsel of wisdom inside of our hearts today. And let's remember that God sees us where we are right now. And Father, we invite you into that, knowing that that's true. It's not that you approve of where we are right now, but you see us where we are right now. And you have hope for us. May we, may we engage with you in that hope for ourselves and be led into a transformation that changes us irreversibly as we move through the scriptures this year. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Amen.
dailyaudiobible.com. That is the website. It's home base. It's where you find out what's going on around here. And so, so check it out. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop. There are a number of categories there. Things to wear, things to do, things to read, things to listen to, things to take the journey in a more meaningful direction. In any way that you want to, we encourage journaling our way through the Bible. It's kind of like if this is actually the Word of God and we're going to go through all of it and God's speaking to us, then maybe we should take notes. Because it's hard to remember what we read yesterday and apply that to our lives. So it's good to kind of uh, write things down. Be able to reflect back on the things that we've learned and known and put into practice in our lives. So resources for journaling. The Daily Audio Bible Journal is in the shop. I like to journal with a pencil. So we have the best pencils that we can get. In the Daily Audio Bible shop, I like sharpening the pencil and just being old school and writing in my own hand instead of trying to type things out. So there's just many resources that are available in the Daily Audio Bible shop. Check that out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you humbly. We wouldn't be here if we weren't in this together. And so thank you. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Uh, good morning, Daily Audio Bible um, family. This is Elizabeth from Delaware calling in. And I just woke up this morning and heard the call in from Junk to Treasure and her dear grandson, Trenton, who has been in a second car accident and they cannot find him. So, Lord, we lift up Trenton and his friends, Lord Jesus, and ask that you would protect them, Lord, that you would rescue them and that the eyes of these young men would come to know you, Lord, especially Trent, Lord, Trenton, who just started coming to church again with his family, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would comfort his grandmother, Junk to Treasure, and her daughter, um, the mother of Trenton. Lord, we pray that you would um, protect them, Lord. As it says in your word, uh, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run to it and are safe. And we are claiming the safety of his, from his mother and his grandmother's heart and from this young man's heart, Lord. And you, Lord, you will keep him from all harm, and, he will, and you will watch over his life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going now and forevermore, as it says in Psalms 121, 7 and 8. And we pray, Lord, that um, you would rescue these boys' hearts and that they would come to see you. All the people in the car would come to recognize you as their Lord and Savior, Lord, and that especially Trenton would recognize the favor you have on his life and that you are a loving God. We ask this all in Jesus' precious and holy name. Um, God bless you all. I'm praying behind the scenes, and uh, I just wanted to um, give a shout out, if I could, to Clarence Daniel and the men in the Werner unit in the uh, Arkansas prison system. Um, I'm sure they're still grieving and missing uh, Samson, but we all know that Samson is with the Lord. Um, 
God bless you all. Thank you for lifting up all of our, our men and women who are incarcerated. We ask Jesus' protection over them and that their hearts would soften to come to know Him. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye-bye. Hi, sister in North Carolina. This is Beloved in Bakersfield. You called in a prayer request about having, um, I believe you said cervical cancer. You have three children and are just asking your family to come alongside you and pray for help. Um, So as many of the fellow dabbers always say, we are not claiming this diagnosis over you. We are claiming God's um, healing and restoration by the power of his blood. And so, Lord, we just pray over our sister. Lord, may you just come and meet her needs. She is... She is begging you, Lord, um, for help with her children, for, I'm assuming, for medical expenses, housing, food, um, clothing, Lord, her very needs. Um, We praise you for allowing her to have um, a new, for your new mercies that are present every morning, Lord. We praise you. And um, God, we are just asking for this family to um, continue to lift up this sister. And Lord, may you just spur us on to um, ways that we can help. Um, Sister, we hope you call back in with your name and um, you said you're new to the app. And so we pray that you would continue just to come back and um, be a part of this community, that we may continue just to pray and love on you um, with our words of encouragement and maybe even tangibly. Um, Father God, may you just um, move in miraculous ways through your people and be her, her very help in this present trouble, Lord. It's in your name we pray. God's blue flower, this is beloved in Bakersfield. I wish I could give you a big old hug. I'm so sorry that you are dealing with such a heavy season. Um, you've lost your job. You're in search of a new one. Um, This month carries the anniversary of your husband's passing, um, which was three years ago, and you have three children. It's just been a heavy year for you, and um, so we just, we come before the Lord, and we, we just pray that in His season, He is providing the right job for you, um, the right coworkers, the right atmosphere to just, that you can step into and just see His provision and his goodness and that it would be exactly what the Lord has prepared for you. And so that might require a little bit of waiting. Um, And I pray that in this waiting time that he would just encourage your heart. Um, He is big enough and tough enough to answer all the hard questions. And no matter what emotion you're going through, he sees it and he still loves you. And, um, May you just press into him more and more um, with each passing day and may his peace and love and encouragement just surround you. We know he is capable of providing all of your needs. And so in his timing, um, we just, we ask this for you and we just pray that you would press into him and that you would just be met with a community to love you and support you and provide what you need. But we welcome you. We thank you for joining us and pray that you would continue just to stick around and be loved by us. Hi, Dab family. This is Sarah from Nebraska. I'm calling in to lift up the child of one of our good friends. He's 11 and he's had heart issues since he was born. Lives a pretty normal life, but he had one of his heart surgeries right before Christmas and they're still in the hospital. Um, surgery went well, he's had a couple hiccups, but he was doing well. And then today there has been some loss of blood through his chest tubes. 
and they're going to go in for an emergency surgery to try and find out what the source of the bleeding is. I just want to lift him up to our Lord, and I pray that you listening would do the same. I don't know how it's going over there this morning, and I just pray that the doctors and nurses and technicians would be guided by God's hand, that they would know what to do, that they would see what needs to be seen and help him to recover from this, to fix what needs fixing. Lord God, I pray your hand would be upon him, that you would bring healing and peace and strength. I know you can, you can do anything. You are bigger than this and you know exactly what needs to happen. I pray for peace for his mother and his father and his sister and for him and that you would help them through this, Lord God. I know someone is always listening at the DAB and if even a few people can come alongside and lift up this boy, that would be wonderful. His name's Max. Thanks guys.